welcome to Roma's home, and happy birthday, Joe. Well, one day short, yeah, but it's we, almost there. We had your birthday party tonight, so it's technically your birthday. Yeah. For two days. <laughs> yeah, big 3-0. You're so old, man. I know, and you're still like, what, 23? Yeah, mm. yeah no, I'm 27. There you go. Yeah, big year. Um, 30 is a special number, right? And I guess even... I don't know. I'm thinking with the whole, the whole move to Rome thing. It's I don't know. It's like a prophecy is being fulfilled. I don't know. Jesus's public ministry started at 30. Boom. He died at 33. Uh oh. <laughs> better make the most of these three years. Um, yeah. No. So today we kind of had a little mini party for uh, for my for my thing. Tomorrow we'll be uh, we'll be off to uh, Tilsenburg to see some friends of ours. I just have to say it was so funny. Joe's primarily melancholic but once in a while his cholericness just comes out and it really scares me so at that point i just stay out of his way but nothing was getting done for his birthday party no one was doing oh, anything yeah. so he just got his choleric on and said all right someone needs to cook someone needs to go grab the cake someone needs to watch the kids someone needs to help me move because we moved rooms so we'll talk about that later so he was just using Some- his whip cracking the whip And getting things done. <laughs> you need that sometimes, right? I really hate it, though. I have to say, I don't like it when it happens, but it it just get things done, and everything was ready in time, so good job. Ready for my birthday. The most tiring birthday I, I ever had to prepare <laughs> for myself. <laughs> All right, guys, sing for me. No! <laughs> um, It's true. He, you called for cake. You called for everything. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just, they're just running around with their heads cut off kind of thing. So, no, I love them, but uh, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta muster up that uh, that that thing in you to act, right? So, there mm-hmm. we go, there we go. These are our gifts that we have. So, um, updates this week. Uh-huh. Well, we we changed rooms today. Let's start with that. We were so th- there was a guest room in your parents' house that we were using, but it was quite small. And since there wasn't room for four beds, we were co-sleeping with Monica, and that had its, its struggles. I I, I like doing it, but. She was waking up a lot more at night to nurse. And she doesn't really need to anymore. She wasn't nursing for very long. And I think she was just smelling me and feeling me move. Um, so it, it was it was getting a bit tiring. And it was really warm as well. Four people in one small room. It was it was a bit cramped. So um, Joe's brother lent us his um, bedroom. It's a bit bigger. It's so like, we managed to build Teresa's crib. and It's awkward. It's like twice the size of any other bedroom in the house. I think it used to be like a family room for the basement, but they just slapped on a door and made it a bedroom. So I think it was better utilized by us, but of course we're grateful because we're really no, one, grateful. no one likes kind of having to deal with the... Uh, in some sense, I think it's, um, it's going to be training ground for the uh the the other move so uh my folks have basically officially sold their place so we'll be having to move again sometime in april near the end um to another property so it's it, i'm excited for them that's awesome it's a good like family property good investment kind of thing but it just means you know another move another move i was praying that it wouldn't happen of course i wanted god's will to be done and i want your parents to be happy but i was kind of hoping that god's will was not to move isn't that life i know i know but i just i hate moving and i think i'm just going to get out of everybody's hair when that happens this is what the girls and go to my parents place in montreal have you have you you've you've mentioned before that you've you've basically lived growing up in the same place 
all your life, right? Well, okay. I was born in Quebec City. Okay. Which, but when I was four months old, we moved to El Perro, a little suburb of Montreal. And I've been to El Perro. Well, I, I, I lived in El Perro since until, I was, uh, until I moved to Calgary. Until I took After you I away. finished university. Even during my university years, I was commuting an hour and a half each way to go to university. Yeah, and I guess for me it was, um, you know, because you mentioned sort of the, the, yeah, I guess people don't like moving. I don't know. For, I, I hate what, it. I hate it. And it's against my temperament as well. I strive for stability, comfort, which is, I guess, a bad part of the temperament. But stability is really important for me. And I want that for my girls. And I guess that's not happening right now. But I just have to leave it all, leave it all in God's hands and... You know, I, I know that it's. I know that it's for the best, and I know that it's going to be good for me. I just have to like through yeah, it. Doesn't mean it's not going to hurt, right? I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, for for me growing up, even oddly for myself, like, like, I would I would think that my nature would not be wanting to move and stuff, but I think that's sort of my the kooky cholericness that wants to do kind of big, crazy, adventurous things. That yes. honestly, like, I I like the change. I feel like it's just. I feel like it's good. And I think not only just like temporally, just cause when we moved, we dumped so many things. But again, just even spiritually, like I feel like it's just good. Shake things up. See what's what's wrong. Is there, is, have we fallen into some bad habit, right? That we've kind of gotten comfortable with. And hey, you know, shaking things up has maybe revealed something, right? Yes and no. Yes, absolutely. I think I grew so much since I left uh, my parents' house. For sure. It's been really good. At the same time, I don't know about you, but since we moved to this house, it's been... Your family's really good at doing family rosary, so we do rosary every day. But I feel like all the change and all the lack of routine, lack of schedule that I really rely upon, I think it it really makes it hard for me to remind myself to pray throughout the day or to do any spiritual reading or that kind of yeah. stuff. I, okay. I think that, so I, that has been lacking since we moved here, actually. No, I, I know. And uh, yeah, I, I would say even for myself, too, it's because, again, my, my whole work schedule has sort of shifted. I'm up earlier. I leave earlier. We're still adjusting. Um, so it's kind of odds. But this is where, yeah, this is one of those things where, yeah, you can. That's that's an important. I mean, we can talk about that later on, maybe. But this whole idea of. um Yeah. It's tough because even your prayer routine, right? Technically, yeah, it should be kind of any type of devotion that you have. It should should continue in any situation, whether yes. it's joyful, suffering, you know, desolation or consolation, right? I mean, that's always the case. But yeah, it is. I think I think the hardest thing is just dealing with this whole thing with two young kids. Like it's oh, it's so tiring. I think I think that for me, like I think if it was just us moving around. There's more flexibility. It's not like I come home, you're like, Joe, take care of the kids, I'm tired, I need a break. Or it, it would just be, you know, let's go to Mass or whatever in the evening together. We could do that. And we did that in Houston. We had that luxury of going to daily Mass, adoration. It was great. But <laughs> Every day we were at church somehow. It was really amazing. And now there's a church, even closer, there's a church right around the corner over there, the nice... It's nice a Polish, Polish church. Polish church, but... And we, I mean, aside from... Sunday Mass, we haven't been able to go there. They have a, a perpetual adoration chapel. They have... Evening uh, Mass. Evening Mass, Morning, morning mass. mass. Although the Morning Mass is in Polish, it might be I think it's, it, for me. But it's all in Polish, I think, until Thursdays. Yeah. But yeah. So it's... Either way, like it's... We haven't managed to go there, although it's something that we want to do. So ugh, a lot of adaptation and... But I think in those cases, I think it's, you know, stick to... 
sticking to like one key devotion, doing it well, like the rosary, for example. That you know, has that's, happened, yes. And I think that's where we're going to have to kind of use that as kind of our our life raft in a sense, our, you know, just to kind of get us through. Because this, yeah, this, that is the one thing with change. And I think there are some, maybe some people that cringe at the idea of having to change. Yeah, that this is a, a reality of of uh, of this whole thing. Um, but at the same time, too, it, it does it just it does show you how how you how you always need to be mindful that yeah once the routine goes you know where does the devotion of God go to right and it yeah. it does take a blow so I mean that's we always you know I you know I thought I could be able to uh, to maintain it but oh yeah my mind is just I've been very drained lately so it's so being tired plays a big part in it for sure but also I think this lack of schedule and this is something that I am going to need to address in life because life won't be stable for the next I don't know ten years. Well, maybe more. Well, at least in a year. Let's just, just say that. Lots of moving, lots of... Well, once we're in Rome, we're in Rome. So it's not like... There's... I know, but we might move from place to place. There's going to be lots to get used to. Anyways, I'm just saying, there's... We're going to have... I'm going to have to find some way to make sure that I keep up my devotions. And I remember my spiritual director, he told me once... I, I told him that was a problem with me whenever we go, I don't know, Montreal for the holidays or anything. That I just forget about my devotions altogether and he said well maybe you should try to plan ahead thinking oh so next week i'm going to be in montreal so this is how i'll tackle it and really get ready for it in advance and i thought that was a really really wise thing to to do but for some reason i never put it in action so maybe i need to try that that's right just maybe maybe after the show we need to set up a plan of action for reintroducing devotions into our life more so slowly i mean i've been finding ways to do it of course yeah i know you're so good you're perfect hey (laughs) don't tell everyone else that doesn't do me any good no no he's not i mean close but not was was in parks and rec i'm awesome at being humble or something that line i can't remember who said that anyways probably that does not apply to me um (laughs) Yeah, I mean, a minor update for me. I mean, just we were talking a bit uh, a few weeks back about sort of the Carmelite order and stuff like that. And yeah, unfortunately, you know, after going back and forth with sort of the the superiors of the order here in Ontario and then kind of talking to folks in Rome, right now I basically have to stop my formation. Um, there's not sort of an easy way for me to kind of, you know, continue my formation here in Canada and then just jump ship and kind of continue that in Rome. Um, I think what the plan will be will be to um, basically stop the formation now and then resume it once again in Rome. That only means really that I have to probably... I still don't know whether I have to basically start from year zero at any rate. Mm. That's, that's It's not really so much about it like, okay, I got to get it done. Like there's a timeline. Um, at any rate, I'll be kind of formed in however they're doing their formation there. So, but it's going to be in Italian, so you'll need some kind of... Yeah, I got in touch with the superior of, like, I think all the Carmelites, Discalce Carmelites, and he said, yeah, yeah, you should be able to do it. Just, you know, if you get, you know, we start up in October, and if you get here in August, you pick up a little Italian, it should be good. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> He's been married to me for four years, and he still doesn't speak French. I think they overestimate him. <laughs> oh, well, maybe, maybe that's motivation enough. Carmelite will be in not being married to me. Maybe you'll just estimate me one day correctly. <laughs> it's an office reference for any of you office nerds out there. Um, so yeah, that's 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 a that's a minor update with that. Why don't you uh, uh, visa stuff? Oh yeah, stuff. I want to talk about visa. 
really exciting news. I I talked earlier about uh, having to get a visa for me for the girls, and I ended up writing to the consulate in Toronto. And I wasn't expecting an answer because we all hear about Italian bureaucracy, how it's horrible. But I got an answer the day of or the day after. They said, no, if your husband is a EU citizen, then you just need to show up and apply for permanent residency within eight days of arrival. And the only thing that we need to do is to translate our marriage certificate, which is in French, uh, into Italian. And then the girl's birth certificate into Italian as well. And we just need to present those documents and then we're good to go. We'll have the same benefits that Italians do. I'm really, really relieved. I was a bit stressed about all the process and some some friends in Rome, they said that it took them over a year to get all the paperwork. And that got me really stressed out. But then I realized they weren't... They weren't EU. They weren't so, EU yeah. at all. And... It might With be just different circumstances that, for us. It's exactly, and for you, you being EU citizen, it just makes everything so easy. Yeah, yeah. So that's a big weight off my shoulders. I was really happy to hear that. So thank you, Lord. We just need to get your tax number and little details like All that. But it should be, be done rather quickly. And if we need to, we can basically do it there within eight days so that's right not as stressful as we thought so which is awesome again that's just kind of taking things off that we don't i think the next big thing is um you know before we get into the break i think we got to tackle the uh probably try to plan a flight to actually kind of go there we're trying to look if we can find times using our points to get there cheap which would be awesome and yes. there's one more thing i have to get my letter from the bishop to basically study at the Angelicum. I think those are the two big things. And once June comes around, you apply. apply and we go from there. So exciting times ahead. Exciting updates. So we'll, we'll take a quick break right now. And uh, please stay tuned for Rome is Home. We'll be right back. Now listen to the melody. Maybe come from me. I think it's plain to see Some people say that's the great Welcome back everyone For this second section We wanted to talk a little bit about Some news that We heard about Last week I think it came yeah, out It's fairly recent yeah It's a, It's about a priest in Michigan He was in a parish He was trying to reintroduce a bit more traditional stuff uh, I think I think Latin Mass was involved, but also incense and different, um, not decorations, but candles and stuff. He was just trying to bring more tradition into the, the, the church because it was an answer uh, for declining numbers. Yep. And he thought, well, okay, the, the more liberal approach is clearly not working, so let's try to bring a bit more tradition. And apparently, according to what we read, there was a lot of happy people in his parish, but a very vocal minority. Yeah. And at a parish council, they complained a lot, and word got to the bishop, and the bishop wrote a letter. Dismissing, I guess, the... Well, he dismissed post. the priest yeah. from his post, and he explained that what he was doing was creating division, Instead of unity, which, of course, division is not necessarily a good thing. But if it's for the truth, Christ himself said that we wouldn't be, you know, accepted in your own country, right? So, ugh, when I read this, that made me so mad. And then Joe heard about it as well. And he told me, oh, did you hear about the story? And we just, we started talking about it. 
it's it's not to say that the traditional way is the only way for everyone. We're not necessarily going there, but what this priest was trying to do was within his right as a pastor, it was within the confines of what the church accepts as good. Yeah, Pope Benedict said the same thing. I mean, if folks, they don't necessarily even, priests, I mean, don't need permission from their bishops to even do a more traditional mass, the extraordinary form, right? So nothing, I don't think, out of the ordinary, like this priest wasn't, I don't think he was trying to make a big scene from from what the news sources tell us, right? The way I see it is uh, a parent in a grocery store and then their kid throws a tantrum because they want a lollipop and the parents say, no, no lollipop, here's, you know, we're buying fresh veggies and fruits. And the kids is mad and cries and and the store manager comes and says, here, here's the lollipop and parent, go away. Like, it's what... Yeah, but it's it's funny though, you, you, it's, a, it's a good example, a good analogy, but it never seems to work the other way. It's never when someone's asking for more traditional things, the minority in that sense. Oh, it's true. It's... They never get what they want, usually. I mean, that that's kind of a... You have to know me. I, I do make sweeping statements. and uh, You? Really? Yeah, so it's, and Viva's like, really? There's no hope for the church? Really? Okay. There is no hope. one's a saint nowadays. Well, hold on. Really, Joe? Yeah. You know that for sure? <laughs> so I always have to like, okay, take a step back, explain. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem like that's really a widespread thing from my understanding. So yeah, it is. It's, um, it's just... I, I, that that really does boil my blood. I'm I'm kind of keeping my my temper down, but that that sort of stuff really bothers me. It's just um, there seems to be this again, and this is it for those who kind of follow Catholic stuff, Catholic news renewal programs, all this stuff happening. Um, yeah, I mean the again, you know, we're not advocating for necessarily either or, but depending on one's temperament, maybe a, maybe a form of worship like the traditional mass, it really really does bring out the, yeah. the the you know what's happening at mass makes more sense it's more reverential it's a beautiful thing i mean yeah right on why would why wouldn't you want to encourage that and it's just it is always just sort of disheartening that that's really that's really the only time when bishops act is kind of in like kind of squashing these things yeah and that that hurts like i i i do love sort of the traditional stuff myself it's just okay, no, it's not the only time that they act i i, I guess it's it <laughs> When 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 it's so in, when it's in the public eye and it becomes a big deal, well, bishops generally look bad, and that's not good because mm. we need them to be cl- like our shepherds. We need them to be clear about decisions and oh, and just to go back to what you were saying, I think it also depends on the temperaments of priests themselves. Of course, yeah. Some priests might be very excited about some more charismatic renewal, and if that's their charism, if that's what they're good at then let them go for it because that's how they're going to, you know, they'll be passionate about it. That's how they're probably going to be able to convince people more so than if they were forced to do it in a more traditional way. But if priests want to do it the traditional way and that's what they're good at, that's, you know, you can't force them to be to, to go the more, uh, I, I don't know how to say it, it's just a different road. It. It's just not what they want to do, and it's not why they became a priest. Probably, I mean, I mean, bottom line, I mean, either whichever whichever form they prefer, the church allows either or. So there shouldn't be even be a discussion here about whether it's, you know, Pope Benedict gave sort of the sweeping statement for priests to be able to do it. This is, shouldn't be a discussion. Like That's I right. mean, this is 
but it's just interesting that when it actually becomes implemented, or who was a cardinal, Sarah suggested, um, he's a African bishop, a cardinal. Yes. Suggested to do, I think it was during Lent to do Novus Ordo uh, at Orientum. There's this big uproar, just, and I think he's the um, the prefect of the liturgy. I'm, I'm butchering it. I can't remember the, the, the. He 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 was still is, or maybe was for sure, but uh, uh yeah, d- divine liturgy. Divine, like so, his his words have weight, and you know, just so the fact that he's encouraging that. I don't think that really went well with me. So it's kind of this scoffing, like, okay, what is this, you know, you know, at Orientum stuff, which some people argue is a very important aspect that's sort of missing from the Mass. But anyways, of course, whenever that's brought up, that's immediately scoffed up. But anything else that's kind of completely on the opposite spectrum is proposed, you know, go nuts, right? It's, uh... I, I, yeah, I, our point of view, personally, is that if you keep some some sort of tradition, then it stops it stops abuses or it limits them. I mean, and yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, I can speak from experience. Growing up in Quebec, now Quebec used to be the they best. were holding yeah. they were holding the Catholic faith in North America when French conquered French people conquered it. They were Catholic. It was a really beautiful Catholic nation, and then. Oh, English people came and they right. had to defeat the French people. And then they wanted to implement like Protest, Anglican. Protestantism. Yeah, and, and Anglican and, and stuff. And, and they actually, the bishops fought for the Catholic faith and they allowed, the, they, they allowed us to keep our faith. So we were this beautiful nation, a bit like France was back in the day, holding the faith, beautiful things happening. And then just like France nowadays, it, crumbled and disappeared and it's it, i shouldn't say disappeared it still exists it's there's a there's a small minority They're of there. really practicing catholics although everybody is quote-unquote catholic they all have their sacraments for no real reason even our our premier not premier prime minister, prime minister Justin yeah. Trudeau, he's a catholic quote-unquote but so growing up there was there was Lots of abuses that I saw, and I didn't really know about it until when later in life when I started to learn about my faith. But a few things that I remember here and there, uh, for example, we would go up for communion, and then that's that's a very minor one. But uh, altar servers would hold baskets of you the know host, basically the hosts that are cut out from I guess the wheat sheets, sort of the remaining stuff. Yeah, so that's the uh, I guess the, the remaining scraps of the host. Yeah, exactly. Of the... So they they're, they're not consecrated, but kids would go up with their parents for communion, and then we would just go and grab a little piece unconsecrated host and just eat it as if it was communion. But it's it's so confusing for kids because they don't they oh, won't understand me. the difference. It's just oh whatever, I'm allowed to have a piece of bread too. Yay! Nah, that was that that was, that that was, was weird. Pretty rough. Um, uh, or some 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 priests with, and that that's pretty pretty much widespread. You you get you can get lucky, but I'm always a bit stressed whenever I enter into a, a Catholic church in Quebec. Oh, what's going to happen? Um, once a priest said, "Oh, so it's the summer, so we're allowed to skip the second reading <laughs> on the Sunday mass." I was thinking, oh, I don't know where he got that rule from. The worst, the worst that I heard about. Now I I I don't I don't. It's secondhand, so I t- yeah. take it with a grain of salt. But I heard that someone, a sacristan, sacristan, yeah, 
He was topping off. <laughs> I'm trying to explain it. Sorry. So I guess the host that's in the, the Eucharist. So in, in the tabernacle, they, they they keep the consecrated Eucharist that's remaining from the previous mass. They put it in the tabernacle, and the sacristan was topping it off with unconsecrated hosts. So the priest would just assume that it was consecrated, and he would just yeah use they, it as consecrated hosts. Yeah. And who like, who gave that man the authority to open the tabernacle first of all, and to just play with Jesus who's there? I I was I just my jaw dropped when I heard about that story. It yeah. was oh. So this is yeah again. I mean you know it's obviously. getting better though. I just want to tell people the new generation of priests are tend to be a bit more ooh, just to follow the rules and be a bit more. Uh, well, I'm sure this this new this priest this I think that priest in Michigan was fairly young, right? But I think, I think it's so. yeah. it's an older bishop that kind of uh, kind of crushed his spirits there. So. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's going to be obviously a continued struggle for, and we know um, a few. Well, we know a priest, for example, who's you know I think he's trying to get a little bit more m- momentum with the uh, the Latin rite. Would you know? I think there was a, back in even in our home parish, I think there was like a Latin mass done or something, which is awesome. So I mean, it, there is there seems to be a little bit of traction, but yeah, it's um, you know, and this is this is again, you know, sort of the quote unquote consequences of a little bit more. You know, flexibility and how the mass is done. You know, post Vatican too. <gasps> I have another story. Uh-oh. Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, I, 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 the, in in one of the parishes that I went to when I was younger, um, th- there was a few, but in one of them, uh, there was a lady who was had too much power, and she was doing baptisms regularly. When there was, there was always a priest. It's not as if it was a dire circumstance. She was just doing it regularly or she was doing regularly um, homilies. And <laughs> even once, someone random from, the, from the, 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 the congregation. Yeah, just came up and read the, the gospel because it was a, an international mass and that person read it in Spanish. So there you go. Anything goes. that I remembered. <laughs> I don't think anyone complained about that, right? So it's, it's, and I'm sure if they complained, I'm, I'm not sure if anyone really have cared. Who knows, right? So it depends on the bishop. We've we've had a few good bishops, but they they they, they end up saying there, there's so much to tackle. I mean, you have to pick your fights, and in a sense, it is true. I can't imagine the load that they must have. Well, you know, and yeah, I mean, I've I kind of saw glimpses of sort of yeah. It's it's, it's interesting. People can really yeah the sort of the respect. For bishops, and again, I, I love the oh, church. I love priests. well. I, I I mean, we can serve the bishops first yeah. off, just because again, they're the the shepherds of the diocese. And but uh, I mean, priest is one thing, but when your priests are also kind of against the, their bishop, I mean, that's and that that's a recipe for disaster right there. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, it's one thing where okay, yeah, poor priest, but then that same priest is turning around and attacking their bishop. True. So it's um. <laughs> It's, it's like again, a dysfunctional family. It's a, it's a, and again, people will always say, well, the church is dysfunctional. Okay, yeah, that's fine. We're sinners, of course. We all know that. Um, doesn't mean we have to kind of accept that, well, I suck. I'm just going to suck anyways. No, if we can, we can overcome things. We can actually be good. I don't like this sort of defeatist mentality where it's kind of, well... No, you don't like it, Joey. <laughs> no, I don't. As much as, uh, again, my sweeping statements, there's, anyways, we'll sure we get yes. into that. But I do, I like to fix problems. Yes, I mean, that's, you do. that's, yes. that's this kind of thing. If I suck, I'm going to try my best to kind of, 
Even though I kind of will say, well, it seems hopeless. I know deep down it's not hopeless. I I, I laugh at him because we were talking about this pre-situation earlier, and he said, well, I I, I said, oh, well, there's here's there's an article. They say they, they talk about things that we can do. We need to write to the bishop. We need to we need to uh, get involved in PPC and uh, pastoral council. And and Joe kind of said, not exactly, but it sounded to me like, oh, well, that that won't work, so let's not do it. I'm like, no, 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 no. But but that's... little steps. That's yeah. You can think about the bigger picture. We can, you can think that maybe it won't work, but I, you still no, need to do these things. You still do, but again, I I know from experience better than probably you. So this is where I, when I kind of make the claim again, I smirk at these things. I'm just saying it's a good yeah. I encourage you all be involved. But the reality is I know 99% of the time... Don't discourage them. It, it won't be... But what I'm looking for... But we have to work for a deeper solution. It's This is this is the conundrum. This is... Okay. This is the, this is the Rome thing that we're trying to figure out. So I'm you sure... You work and, on a deeper solution and all of us will Keep work. on working on the church, Keep folks. on doing it. Don't think that it's Don't hopeless let- so you can't do anything. No, no, no. Work how much as you can. All right, folks, we're getting near the end here. Just remind you that you can like us on Facebook, Rome is Home Podcast, and write to us, romishomepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to us, and we will see you next week. God bless. God bless. Yeah.